Hello, you're about to hear uh, a really fun episode with Jill, myself, and uh, Drew Morton. Um, however, we recorded this uh, the day before the news came out about the Criterion layoffs. Uh, they announced that they were laying off 20% of their staff. I believe it was 16 total um, people. And I just wanted to say uh, a little, a few words about that to those people and just people impacted by that. Uh, it is tough, and I just happen to have gone through the exact same thing uh, within the last three months. And it's never easy. I, I would advise take some time for yourself. Uh, you know, let this settle. Um, but usually, good things come out of this. Um, I can't imagine. You know, Criterion is such a, a, a lovely brand, wonderful company to work for. It probably really stings to um, not be able to work there anymore. And I've also been on the other side of this, you know, just as a corporate employee when there have been layoffs um, at the, the job. And it's also tough for them, too, in a different way. You know, you miss these people, and um, it's very tumultuous. Uh, you'll get over it. I, I mean, things will, will work out. Um, I imagine that it was probably necessary for operating the company. Um, I don't know, of course, uh, with their financial situ situation, but usually these steps are not taken lightly. So lots of love to all the cri Criterion uh, employees, present and past. Uh, we'll be talking more about the announcement, what it might mean. I'm sure there'll be more um, news coming out about this. Uh, we'll find out where what departments um, were affected. And now, uh, listen to this episode, and there's a funny, funny joke about Uncle Bud's. So just make sure you pay attention to Jill's early digression. Thanks, everybody. Well, it is time to catch up. We are way behind. Um, and Jimmy Stewart's here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> we guys let me tell you something we went through incredible lengths to resurrect jimmy stewart for this episode it like i think aaron and i possibly made a deal with the devil to make it happen there was like a blood sacrifice mm -hmm. but anyways he's here and god i'm just so happy there, there no. was a seance around my suit and I just kind of filled it out and just happened. What's what's funny is Jill and I were talking about some planning stuff and uh, and, and J Jimmy Stewart's name came up and uh, um, and we, we thought, hey, we actually know Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we 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 have a close personal friendship with Jimmy Stewart. And um, yeah, how you doing? How you doing there, Jimmy? I'm like a phoenix <laughs> rising from Arizona. Did you finally see uh, Phoenix Drew? It's been one. <laughs> I, I did not. I was actually like, I was like, I gotta see Flight of the Phoenix, and I totally it was so forgot funny to watch editing it. that episode because I had just watched Flight of the Phoenix, and you had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> There's a phoenix, <laughs> and it's and it's flying. Welcome, oh, Drew Gordon. Glad to have yes. you with, with Thank us. Thank you. Always, always nice to be back. Yeah. So, um, so what we're gonna do, uh, so as everybody knows, or hopefully knows, um, we took a break. I uh, had to get healthy, and um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna catch up on everything we missed, uh, and then we're gonna round out the show with uh, talking about the January 2023 announcements. Isn't that crazy? That's yep. 
I mean, look, man, where has time gone? Like five months worth of stuff we missed. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that long. I have a, I have a (laughs) middle schooler now. That's fucked up. (laughs) But before we get into what we've missed, um, Jill, do you want to mention anything about your little gig? I I shouldn't say little. It's a big Oh yeah. Why not? Yeah. So, um, I can at first we weren't sure if I could talk about it yet but it's it's out there so I um I guess it was back in July um I was contacted uh by Canopy and they asked me to do a series of pieces for this campaign they were launching called Canopy Film Club and kind of the premise of this and it and is without getting into all the like, you know, kind of boring details, but like canopy, you get through mm-hmm. your library, right? And there's the canopy that's available to, you know, the general public library patrons of public libraries. And then there's like the, the, like the university side of canopy, which is, you know, you have to be a student or a professor and it, it's a little different situation. Well, they wanted to start this, um, uh, you know, new campaign where basically libraries can put these pieces out to like show patrons, Hey, this is available. And so these pieces are on key components of the, Mm -hmm. of filming of, uh, and of the process and, um, kind of, you know, you kind of explain what it is and then, you know, Hey, here are some films where you, you can see great examples of this particular subject. And, um, and so it's like the libraries can share that to their patrons. And, and I didn't know that it was going to go out on Letterboxd, but I'm really glad because that's a great place to put it. Um, and, uh, initially they were all just kind of going to be put out there. And then they kind of realized, oh, wait, these are, I mean, (laughs) these are decent pieces. And so Mm -hmm. we're going to do one a month. So the first one just came out. um, I think technically it was published um, last Friday. And one of our um, listeners, um, was it Fred? Fred? I think it was Fred Asuna. saw it on canopy's letterbox i didn't even know it was up yet and he had uh posted <laughs> it and which i think is great and then i reached out to to my people to find out what's going on with it and then they just officially pushed it out on monday so um it seems to be getting a good response the the pieces are definitely written it there's you know holding mm-hmm. a little hand holding in it um because they are geared toward more like the average viewer um or people who are new to um the various aspects of cinema but like there's you know a decent amount of stuff that i think even Mm -hmm. you know us diehards could learn from i know i learned some things researching all of that um so yeah so i've got that going on um i don't know uh what else uh is gonna come from that on the public facing side but on the kind of behind the scenes i'm doing some work for them like internal um 
on uh, marketing materials and stuff like that. So that's none of that is very uh, exciting or um, at least for people to read, but it's um, and it's not bylined, but anyway, so yeah, they've been great to work for. And um, so if you don't have a canopy account with your public library, yeah, and if if your library doesn't have canopy, you should ask for it because they have to license you it. I, I think that um, that's right. I want to say the New York Library had had to close theirs. It is expensive. Um, I, I know that, but um, but it's a great service. I, I have it, um, and I, I googled Canopy Film Club and found um, Canopy Film Club for adults, which is a little scary. But it, um, <laughs> <laughs> Canopy after but, dark. But no, I, 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 and I totally agree. I, I think you know. I think we all have a philosophy of. Uh, loving cinema is not gate gatekeeping or being a leader you know i love right. i love when somebody yeah. has never not seen citizen kane um and can experience that exactly and some of the title like i you know i did pick the movies but i, I was working from a a, a list of movies that mm. they wanted to highlight and so it wasn't sure. like i had access to 500 movies and those are the ones i picked i mean it was a it was a much smaller list um but, but like there's some good stuff in there and like some of the coming pieces there's some like real like deep cuts in there so um that's kind of cool too that it's not just the usual suspects mm-hmm. sure. um and and the thing is is they do have a pretty wide catalog um but i also wanted to make sure that like there were enough of the like canon sure. typical canon titles but then also that like you know we're throwing some out there that may not like you're not going to see birth of a nation on one of these lists <laughs> yeah, is what get, I'm getting get at. that and um sure. and we'll put we'll put the link in the in the show notes if you want to <laughs> click on it but yeah the movies are, are great yeah. um i i didn't know that um the canopy had i am cuba but i think that basically if you're if you're talking about oh, cinematography yeah. you basically uh you can start and end there it's such a beautiful movie yeah um, absolutely absolutely and so just make sure that i know that a lot of our mm-hmm. listeners are on letterboxd i'm actually on letterboxd but i think the last time i logged anything was like eight years ago and it was like a bunch of, of the andy hardy movies that for some reason i gave them all four stars i, I was i was in like a <laughs> i was in a really dark place but um but make sure yeah. you follow the canopy um uh letterboxd and because they're going to be posting all of these on there and and they'll have like links to the the like to a ca- special category page for the movies that are mentioned in the article so that you can you can go and watch and i think uh, most people get five it, plays a it month depends on the license um, um mine gets for, 10 um however it's very unlikely i'm gonna use 10 yes uh, Yes, I, there's different. I think most public library licenses are are five, um, and then I think you get a few more on like television shows. But on film, it's five plays, and I think you can like play it multiple times within um, like twenty four or thirty six cool. hours or something. So. Congrats! Yeah. And, anyway, uh, yeah. Looking forward to good yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, and really good movies too. So on that note, speaking of really good movies. Okay, we have a lot of, mo- lot yeah. of really, really good movies. <laughs> so, okay, I, I, we stopped doing the cast. I want to say around May-ish. I'm trying trying to remember when they announced. Yeah. 
August. That yeah. seems so about I, right. I we intended to do August, but um, that was like right on the precipice of when we were stopping. And um, and we just, I think we had, yeah. we were out of town a lot. And um, so, so we, that, and then of course, uh, you know, I had a very extensive illness um, of which I'm mostly recovered, um, but, um, and that's why we're able to podcast again. So we're, we're going to do, we called it speed round. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not going to get into, uh, we're not going to do a full <laughs> episode on all all five months um of these special features but but we'll talk about these films a little bit i imagine because we've, we've probably seen um, a number of them now so um i'll just start with august you ready yeah yeah let's go right, i think the first two i'll pair because um we have daddy long legs from the safety brothers and then we have a uh, Frownland from um was it ronald Bronstein. Bronstein, yeah. He and he acts in uh, Daddy Long Legs, and he's written, I think, I think, if not all the Safdie movies since uh, most of them, like he wrote Uncut Gems. So, bless him for that. Um, <laughs> I, I like Frownland, but it's a cringy movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Like he plays. Nope. I think my letterbox review was um, this is. I think you should leave the movie because um, he just plays a very grating personality that and he doesn't have self-awareness but um but it's an interesting character uh, super super indie and then he acts in daddy long legs and it's an early film from Safdies and um and pretty much just a family kind of drama a little bit um yeah so okay <laughs> i heard they were both are good I'm, I'm interested in them it's just the shelf space i'm like i gotta watch this stuff on the channel before i buy a disc anymore so yeah no, i'm good i'm glad to hear that they're pretty solid i'll check them out yeah. i think you drew you are not fully using your space <laughs> you want me to get the socks the disc socks <laughs> you gotta get the disc the disc socks you 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 need to you know if i'm seeing any wall <laughs> you've still got room well people have started telling me i need to install like containers on the ceiling and just like hang them the, the you, know, you know this this kind of peer pressure is what get what gets people hooked on drugs i'm just saying i know what you ought to do is is there used to be this is this is really this is what our listeners have have missed i'm gonna tell you yeah there used to be this restaurant that i promise this is a very brief aside but there used to be this restaurant in in chattanooga where i grew up and it was called uncle buds um like catfish house okay <laughs> <laughs> and uncle buds oh my god it was so gross but they you could go into uncle buds and you get your catfish frog legs whatever and the big thing at uncle buds is that you could if you were wearing a hat which i mean most of their clientele was going in there with like tacky <laughs> trucker hat you could give uncle buds the hat and the waitress would get up on the table and get a staple gun and she would staple the hat to the ceiling hmm. and so this whole place was covered with these nasty ass hats all over the ceiling so drew what you could do <laughs> staple your discs to the ceiling it, or, or you know hang them with like fishing line like <laughs> 
it'll just look like a beaded curtain of blue where it's coming down (laughs) in the middle of the room so what i'm saying is you need a little imagination i want you to do the uncle bud's treatment to (laughs) to your uh, (laughs) uncle bud your discs or you could just get a blu-ray um um hammock you know just yeah (laughs) i want everyone i want everyone who listens to this show and everyone who's in our group Mm -hmm. To start calling it Uncle Bud and your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Bud and your dad. I got to Uncle Bud him. That, anyway, that's sorry. a new a new inside joke going forward. So but. I'm sorry, I had, to, <laughs> I had to go there. Okay, continue. No, no, that's good. I, it's kind of like uh, more movie go criterion. Thank you. You know, pe- mm-hmm. people from that's five years old now. So now everybody, uh, all future listeners will be confused by yeah. our Uncle Budding. <laughs> We're going to so, Uncle Bud that. So yeah, we will Uncle Bud that story too. Um, so <laughs> Hotel du Nord, <laughs> it's, it's tough to transition from Uncle Bud. Uh, Hotel but du- is it though? Is it though? Okay, go ahead. Hotel du Nord. All right. <laughs> Classic French uh, noir. Um, kind of. No, I don't know if I'd call it quite a noir. Um, it's more poetic realism, I think. I picked yeah. this. This was the one I did pick up because I've always meant to see this one and heard great things about it. And it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I just got in the flash sale. In fact, I just got a lot of these in the flash sale um, to catch up. And I, but I'd, I'd seen this before, and I love this movie. Um, and uh, it, you know, one of the rare Bastille Day uh, movies, you can kind of get an idea how that. Well, <laughs> I would not say happens, but happened uh, pre-war. Uh, but Bastille Day would be a fun, a fun day to be there in France. Um, Buck and the Preacher is a um, Sydney Poitier. Western, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, I, I guess they would call it um, a revisionist Western. It's revision, yeah, it's a yeah. revisionist yeah. Western. Uh, really good. And Faya Dei, um, I'm probably um, uncle butting that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one, that one uh, Janice got the distribution rights. It's a pretty new film, um, I, um, but it was pretty well, critically acclaimed um i want to say it was a 2021 film um so i think probably most of us haven't seen it so all right speed round (laughs) what do you what's august what do you think august um you know i haven't i haven't gotten any of them yet okay the only one i got was hotel de nord and i was kind of thankful that august was a little less of a heavy hitter because of how robust september and october Mm -hmm. were and i was like damn like okay I kind of needed a month where I was only getting one disc rather than all of them. Yeah, hold my beer. We'll get there. Um, I'm, I'm not actually drinking beer, listeners. Um, I, I, I will recommend Buck and the Preacher. Uh, really yeah, good it's movie. great. Yeah, and Hotel du Nord as well. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, you're right, Drew. It's poetic realism, and it's one of the best uh, of that Yeah, series. I hadn't bought any. I, when I did the flash sale, uh, was that last week? Yeah, last mm-hmm. week. Um I was going to get Buck and the Preacher, but I was trying to c- catch up from earlier in the year. So I'm going to get it in the in the spring. So nice, and I've nice. seen it several times, Same. so I wasn't yeah. in a rush. Well, not several so. times. I've seen it though. Um, but yes, it, great uh, performances too. So okay, September. Speaking of uh, big months, yeah, this one is a very big month. So we have Blowout 4K. Uh, that that one I'm not. I, I'm kind of changing my collecting. I used to get best version. But I, I, you know, I can't really justify blowout in 4K. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe others disagree. And of course, we have Takeout, which we just talked to Sean and uh, Xi Ching about uh, mm-hmm. last episode. 
a lot of fun with them. Um, and, yeah. it, and they gave a lot of uh, insight. I loved uh, Sean's uh, discussion about the restoration. It was really, yeah. really good. You know, that was that was really cool. Uh, even my husband, Thomas, was listening to that episode and he was like, okay, this sounds awesome. We need to get this movie. So it's a good movie. Yeah. I, I, it's weird, really weird to say the premise is a guy goes and delivers Chinese food all day. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the movie. Uh, spoiler alert. But it's so um, riveting and it's just uh, really, really good. Uh, so uh, actually, even though I'm sure a lot of people have already listened to that ep episode, I would recommend watching the movie first. Um, not that we spoil anything. I just think you'll get more out of that discussion. Um, and it, was, and it was good to have Sean back. I heard back from him and he um, he was happy. So, uh, and the, speaking of um, other directors we've had on, um, had Adam McGoyan on, I want to say 2020. That was before you were um, yeah. involved, Jill. Um, and so Exotica came out and it has Calendar, which is like, so it's a bonus movie. Um, he actually spilled the, um, the, rights or you know he's still the, the on the show the criterion had the rights and um uh yeah so and i expected him out a lot, lot sooner but um but yeah this is the first one of what's probably a lot more and i think drew you said you i think you had watched exotica right and yeah I, I had never seen any of his work before so everyone kept telling me to start with that in the suite hereafter mm -hmm. and I was just completely hypnotized by Exotica. I did not know anything about it going in. I didn't know anything about the story. I didn't really know what the tone was going for. And it it becomes this movie where you're like, I you know, it's a connecting lives drama, which there were a lot of those in like the yeah. 90s. And a lot of them aren't well done um, because they're mm -hmm. more about coincidences rather than like really following through like the themes and being thoughtful about the depth of those themes. and exotica like it was one of those where i got to the end and i, I won't spoil it but um it, yeah i immediately popped it back in was like i need to watch that again now that i know oh. how these pieces all fit together and yeah you're and you're just the, the state it puts you in because you're so uncertain of like the relationships these people have and what they're saying but also um what they're not saying to each other mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um the kind of how much that brings out even more resonance once you understand what all their relationships are to one another and then you start like i was like going back through a second time and i was like well who knows what you know like who knows that so and so mm -hmm. is this person to this person so i kept trying to kind of parse that out but yeah it was it was an incredible movie in that yeah cool yeah, yeah i think i mentioned that um well i definitely mentioned it on the adam mcgoyan episode but um he's one of my wife's favorite filmmakers he might be her favorite filmmaker and so when we got married, Andrea, when we got married, um, I hadn't seen Exotica. I had had seen um, um, oh, The Sweet Hereafter, which is excellent. Um, speaking of cinem cinematography, it's a beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I watched Exotica and Calendar pretty much immediately. Um, I have a, we have an artificial eye box set of his films, um, but I'm glad that this is out. Um, so I don't remember much about it so it's it's almost going to be like a uh, first viewing because as you mentioned it's it's not exactly linear and it just dawned on me i think crash ended all those <laughs> movies <laughs> kind so, of did, yeah <laughs> we, we can thank it for that um and and jill feel free to jump in if you've seen any of these or want to comment hell no i haven't seen shit. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I appreciate your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is a total. I've seen blowout, and that's it. Okay. Do, do you so agree? this this whole month, I'm I'm like I don't know what's up. <laughs> that's okay. There's a couple months like that for me too. Um, yeah. Do you do you think blowouts were the four K? I don't think blowouts were the period. But um, <laughs> okay. I, I kinda... I'm not a fan. Oh, I love that movie. Um, yeah. I thought I thought the four K looked good but that's that's me i know some people thought that it brought out the you know the dark of the scenes a lot better the hdr did better by mm -hmm. that and then the 4k resolution handles the grain a bit better um but yeah i think your mileage may vary based on what kind of set you have yeah i mean yeah, the, the blu-ray was no slouch to begin with so right and i kind of feel that way generally and we've talked about this before i i, I feel that way generally about going from blu-ray to 4k especially if the blu-ray's done well yeah. right um and so it's gonna be hard for me on a lot of these if i if i own the blu-ray to be like all right i'm gonna upgrade it i mean it would have to be something uh that i love and i know i'm gonna revisit sure. a lot so like if they were to you know re-release like one of the pal and press burgers in 4k you know um you know, I might go for that or, you know, if they did say like notorious in 4k, I mean, I have like 17 <laughs> versions of that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, but if that's the version, if I don't own it, I'm definitely going to, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, go yeah. for the 4k, but also like, you know, we have one 4k player. That's it. Right. Right. And like a lot of the Same. people, my family, they don't have it. They don't have the setup. So I'm kind of like, ugh, you know, without having, um, but these are all coming with Blu-ray, which is great, you know, so at least we've got that. But yeah, yeah. I'm same here. I have to I have to take I have to hog the downstairs TV. So yeah. um, um I have to kick my wife. Out. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> very hesitant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I I will do it in P in like here and there, but I'm very hesitant to like do large um upgrades just because I, you know, I'm kind of kind of mm -hmm. worried, you know, like how long it's going to stick around before they just go not criterion just in general the sure. format like yeah. before everything just goes straight streaming <laughs> all the time well so few so few companies now are even making 4k players i was just talking to some friends because mm -hmm. they got the sony uh ubp x700 which is the one that i've used and it's it's always gotten good reviews and I guess you know they've, they've started crapping out now that they're three or four years old and it's just like the number of manufacturers who actually still make disc players is few and far between there's maybe yeah. four or five models yeah. now so yeah it doesn't bode well mm -mm. yeah i have no. an oppo and um which was a very worthwhile investment um it's not they weren't cheap but um i think i've had it for five years and it's just a perfect player but they went out of business. Um, I, I, I don't even think they support their TVs. Um, oh, and, wow. And, nope. I, and, then, and this has been, it's been years. It was like about the year after I bought it. So I was like, oh, great. Um, but um, Joel, they did actually release Red Shoes. And I, that one yes. I upgraded. And that, that one was was really worth it. Um, yeah, and I bought it, um, but I actually didn't have it. Okay. So it was one, I, so I had, so I was like, okay, that's perfect you know, I'm, of course I'm going to get this, but yeah, any, of, and it looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. So any of those, um, and like I did buy double indemnity, um, and I are, but I owned that like, uh, 
kind of deluxe set that came mm-hmm. out maybe 10 ish years ago sure. of course it's dvd right but it's that one it was like a universal release i think they did one of vertigo too where it was kind of like a almost like a book yeah um and and it's pretty stacked and it looks good but like it definitely needed an upgrade considering how far technology has come but um so yeah like ones like that where and especially if all i've got is a dvd of it or you know it's more than 10 ish years old i kind of worry about the disc rot thing too yeah and so i'm kind of like all right well this is definitely a better version but if if i have like a good 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 version on blu-ray and then there, i don't know it's it's hard for me to make that that jump and like the non-criterion a lot of the labels they're just doing 4k and digital mm-hmm. they're leaving yeah. the blu-rays completely out of it so i'm like oh mm. you know that's that's I, I I don't know if I'm going to go there on that, you know, so. Well, um, I think we're going to have to Uncle Bud this because we are, at, if we go at this pace, we're never going to end the show, so. Sure. Um, All right, let's Uncle Bud it. <laughs> Uncle Bud in it. Um, Le Corbeau, uh, or Le Corbeau, uh, which was, um, oh, why, why can I think of the filmmaker? It's a great movie. Uh, Clouseau, right? Clouseau, yeah. Yeah. Great yeah, movie. No, that- yeah. I hadn't seen that one before. I'd been waiting for it on Blu-ray for a long time because, uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite, you know, French filmmakers. And, yeah, it was fantastic. And it was kind of surprised me at how, like, frank it was on. I mean, it is French, but, you know, like the, the, the way that it's dealing with, like, affairs and abortion. And I was like, damn, this this movie's kind of ahead of its time. Holy shit. It, it's saucy. And can you believe it was made during the resistance? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually in my uh, in my studies when I um, was looking at uh, resistance films, uh, but yeah, and I, I oh. can't believe the Germans or, or, or Vichy uh, France let them release it. It was mm-hmm. controversial because you know it basically is about <laughs> the you know, sure. being occupied and how people were ratting other people people out. Um, we also have WCP four, so um, won't get into those films, but um, we've talked about. Martin Scorsese saving cinema, I think every single yep. episode. <laughs> so. Pretty much. Yep. And the sound of metal is a new release. I really like it. And I'm glad that this one, I'm glad that they're put, putting the new movies out 4k, a lot of them at least, because um, um, a lot of people don't realize 4k is not just about the image, but it's also about the sound. And I think sound of metal right. is mm-hmm. like, like almost like a, um, it's like a sound masterpiece, I'd say. So recommend that. So, okay, that's September. Uh, shall we move to October or any parting thoughts? Well, I'm good to on. go to October. Well, I'm going to October. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so speaking of uh, upgrades, this one, uh, Night of the Living Dead 4K upgrade. I was very interested in this, but I decided not to because I don't know how much better it could get. Um, I got it in the flash sale and it is one of those where like, it's it's a minor improvement i mean that blu-ray was so good to begin with yeah and this version of night of the living dead the 4k doesn't have an hdr pass so it's not really going for contrast as much as Mm. it's just going Mm. for uh handling the grain a bit better i mean it's on on one hand i'm like there's like this perverse joy in seeing the living dead and it's like well it's never looked better than this i remember like getting really (laughs) shitty dvds and now look at this like we're spoiled rotten so i might as well like go for it but yeah like i mainly got it because I needed to hit what like 50 bucks for the free shipping in the flash sale and i had one of those 
uh, Criterion Channel coupons or something oh. where I was like, okay, I'll get Night of mm-hmm. the Living Dead for like 10 bucks. I can justify that. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, those expecting a huge upgrade over that previous Criterion may be in for a little bit of a disappointment. Again, not bad if you don't, don't own I, it already, pick it up on 4K. Yeah, but yeah. I don't own it and mm-hmm. I need to get it and I was going to buy it this time out, but I knew I wasn't going to watch it because it just depresses the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I will get it at some point. So, and I'll, I'll definitely go 4K because why not? It's 10 bucks more, right? So, yeah, it's like $5. Um, if you get it during the sale, I think it's like 25 mm-hmm. bucks. And the, and the other advantage to it, I would add, is that the Blu ray was in one of those cardboard slide cases. Oh, whereas okay. the 4K comes in a plastic one. So, if that's a make or break for you, yeah I, yeah i kind of yeah, like yeah. the plastic ones i like the 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 non-plastic ones but i also realized over time um they wear uh, so yeah they, or, or fade, my, they fade they fade or my cat eats it that's a, <laughs> um another 4k lost highway i watched it last night and um i wasn't it sean that said that he was blown away by how good it was yeah yeah um, I, I, he's right. I, I had seen that in theaters and I, re, you know, when it came out and I remember, um, you know, I didn't really know who David Lynch was. I mean, I hadn't seen Blue Velvet. I mean, and I, I hadn't watched Twin Peaks by that time. Um, no, I, I knew who he was, but, you know, Mulholland Drive hadn't come out, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know what, what a mindfuck it would be. Um, and then the collective <laughs> film audience was just like, what just happened? And uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So kind of like Exotica, this was like watching it for the first time again. And my word, it is uh, something I have no, I, I can't explain it. Um, kind of like Mulholland Drive, but um, but it is a, mm-hmm. it is one of his best films. And that's, that's a high bar. I, I, I picked the 4K up during the flash sale, uh, but I haven't put it on yet. So, um, but I can't wait. It yeah, took me a too. minute to appreciate the transfer um, initially because I, I never thought that that uh, hmm. Kino Lorber disc was as bad as some people said it was. I, I was like, you know, this is the DVDs always looked pretty bad and the Blu-ray yeah. I thought looked good. Um, but then I realized I brought up a still from Blu-ray.com or somebody who had done a frame grab and I realized that the firmware on my t- TCL like got upgraded. So the color temperatures were a bit off. Hmm. So uh, keep in mind, mm. if you've calibrated your TV recently, you may want to go back through because that uh, the firmware can kind of reset where your values are. And I kind of tweaked using that image of him in the, uh, I think he's in a phone booth where it's real red and black, really, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Pullman. And I just used that and I was like, oh, this is like orange. It's supposed to be red. So it like, it got <laughs> oh, it back God. on, it got it back <laughs> on center. But yeah, it was just like, it took a minute. And then I was like, okay, no, this looks, this looks good. And I that, didn't get the Kino release, but I, and so I can't speak to that, but I do think part of why people were, because there wasn't ever a great release to begin with of it. And so I think part of it was that I think Lynch himself did like it, correct? He was pissed off. He was, yeah. he was mad he was, that they yeah. didn't consult him and they didn't restore it. So he was, yeah. Right. And now and it so makes I think sense. That definitely yeah. lent, of course, of course. He and so I think this, that yeah. that was, Yeah. So they were just putting it out and it wasn't what it needed to be. So, you know, I think that definitely 
contributed to the outrage and rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Sean said he knew for three years. So um, I yeah. imagine David Lynch probably. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I was wondering, I thought maybe that was a reaction yeah. to Keena Lorber's Lynch is like, you. I want you guys to buy that and restore it. I didn't realize they were already working on it. I would yeah. have, I would expect so, but okay. Um, but All right. at this point, I think David Lynch has such a good relationship with um, uh, with Criterion, Criterion. Yeah. and and I, I can't see yeah. him. You know, he's a, I, he, he's pretty unwavering. If uh, and we all we all know Mr. Lynch pretty well. Um, <laughs> Arsenic and old lace. I don't like it. That's all I'm going to say. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I. <sighs> I bought it in the sale. I've seen it many times. I'm a huge Cary Grant fan. People know this. Um, I am in the minority in also disliking it. I don't dislike the story. I like the play. Um, I think that um, a lot of the actors in it are really great. Um, But I think, and this pains me to say it, but... um, Cary Grant is massively uh, miscast. Mm. Frank Capra is way out of his element. Um, That it it just is wrong. It's wrong, and even Cary Grant himself hated it um, because he's just doing this like weird mugging, and Mm -hmm. you know, like originally I think it was supposed to be um, I think Bob Hope, Mm. and that makes sense. You know, I could see someone like that. Um, but like, you just have this, like, really like Cary Grant's not like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just really, and I'm not saying he can't play different roles. It's just, I, he's not meant to do that kind of shit. So, and it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me, but I got it. I'll watch it. I'll show it to Ellie and she'll probably love it. I mean, I just, and I always piss people off. I did a whole thread about how I hated it, and I had <laughs> oh my god! I, I had never seen me. it before, and I bought it and was kind of underwhelmed by it. Like it just like yeah. to me, it's like it's got two, it's got like two gears for comedy. And now to mm-hmm. be fair, I'm not a big like, I'm I'm not a big screwball like manic right. comedy guy. So for me, it's just. But I was like, how many times is the charge up the stairs? Like I'm like, okay, right. we've done. Right. I mean that the play i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I no was, i get you know, it but... it's the play and like that's that's but i think other than carrie grant being miscast um it, it really needs to have boris karloff mm-hmm. and they couldn't get boris karloff in it mm-hmm. and so um so you have raymond massey playing the role and the whole joke yeah, in the play that he looks like it, yeah. that he looks like boris karloff and so it just yeah it it misfires a hundred percent and this was out i think the original production might have been on at the same time or like had just that's why he couldn't take it yeah right yeah but what's her face the old lady um i cannot think of her name that one of the sisters she she you know like won a tony or something for performing or no this is pre-tony i'm such an idiot the tonys weren't invented yet she was nominated for an oscar for this but you know she's wonderful in it uh the sisters are wonderful and yeah i love jack carson in it you know and but it's just it um and i love the play and i remember just seeing this and being like what the fuck did i just watch (laughs) so it should have been like a howard hawks 
Um, yeah. 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 No, or, or some, or Sturgis even like or a George Stevens or Preston Sturgis, but Frank Capra, bless him. No, he and can't do this shit. He did. I mean, he did some good screwball comedies. Um, it happened one night, I, mean, I guess. It happened one night. Yeah. But um, I, you can't take it with you, which yeah. is another um, adaptation of a stage play. Um, but I, it, I'm not a huge fan of know. his actually, but although I love it. No, I'm not yeah. either. Right. Um, and I like Lost Highway. I mean, not Lost Highway. I do like Lost Highway. Um, Lost. Frank Capra's Lost, Lost Highway. Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. Lost Horizon. No. Um, Lost Horizon is one of my favorite <laughs> movies. So, and I, and yeah, like, I love it, it pains me that we have all those like missing scenes, but mm-hmm. like, um, I, I think Capra has to be kind of like taken in small bits and, you know, uh, you know, the Capricorn, you know, right, thing right, that they would, yeah. his nickname, but I, you know, I do like him and it depends on the actor, you know, with mm-hmm. Stanwick, he's great. You know, it's just, um, and I'm a sucker for Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I love that yeah, shit. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, but again, I'm going to piss off so many people because like 99% of all people love this movie. So and they think Carrie is like, yes. And they think Carrie is like so good in it. And I'm like, fuck, no. I, I'm going to try it again. Uh, I, I, the one thing that's really tough with comedy. Uh, Don't you turn on me, Aaron. Don't you? <laughs> I, I, I give everything a fair shake, uh, but I, I can't promise. I mean, the, the one thing about theatrical comedy, especially, is that it, there's a, a certain kind of brand of comedy, and it's really not yes. the same as cinematic or even screwball. I, I would sure. say yeah. this is not, nothing like Ringing Up Baby or um, you, you name it. And, no. And I think sometimes, you know, stage productions just don't translate to screen. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of examples of that. Now that's, that's, you know, I'm not going to make a, a, a broad statement and say that no adapted plays do well, because that's bullshit, but I do think, but it's even, it's even, um, staged like a play. I mean, the way, the way it is. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I feel like with the right direct, I mean, and and Grant, I mean, he, he hated working with Capra. Hmm. So like, I just, I feel like, um, and I mean, he hated it so much. I mean, he hated that he did it. And then he donated all of his money to the Red Cross uh, for war relief that he made. Yeah. Um, Which is great. But like, you know, I think he was just like, fuck this shit. I can't even take money for it. But um, it just, I just think with the right direction, maybe even maybe Grant would have been fine in it had he had a less shitty person doing it. So I just, I'm, I'm just pissing people off left and right. I didn't but, know about Bob whatever. Hope. I guarantee you if Bob Hope had started in that, that, it would not be in the Criterion Collection for sure. But um, I'm, yeah, when oh, I watch I'm it sure. again, I'm I'm gonna look for, for that because uh, yeah, that that really resonates. Um, you know, uh, Cary Grant is, he could do comedy very well, but he he was no Bob Hope. Um, and I yeah, I, it I was originally intended for him. Yeah. Um, but he was he was uh, still under contract with Paramount, mm. and they wouldn't release him for that. And then they went to um, 
I think Jack Benny too was approached. I could see which that too. he. I could see it, but I feel like he may have looked a little too old. Mm. But yeah, I, I you can know, see it with the, so the t- there's that. his style of humor, maybe. So, and also, yeah. also, uh, you know, we typically get get some. Sometimes we get October horror films. Um, yeah. so I, I guess Night of the Living Dead, Lost Highway, are kind of uh, well, Night of the Living and Dead, arsenic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, too. it's set. It's set during Halloween. You're so because right, those right. cute little old ladies are like handing out apples and shit, and they're like poisoning all the the men. So. It's, Spoiler it's all alert! Horror. Sorry, it's all horror in October. <laughs> well, he's Halloween adjacent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. La, La Llorona and Cure. So those are well, Cure. I mean, it's Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Not to be uh, confused with the the he no relation to Akira. Uh, he's to Akira, but he's a good filmmaker, and he's made some good horror films. Um, Cure is. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it, because it, actually I watched it on um, Hulu when the, mm. that was uh, Criterion titles were on Hulu, so that goes way back. Um, but I want to say it was more like a suspense kind of film, but um, you know, I, I, I could be mistaken. And I haven't seen La Llorona. I, I feel like I probably am supposed to be wrong in R when I say that title. But um, I've heard Mate is amazing. I've heard great things, so they're, I can't wait to see that. They're both good. La Llorona was on shutter and it was like a shutter original and they they pick up really good titles that are shutter if you haven't subscribed to shutter and caught up on a couple of their unique ones like they've gotten the george romero amusement park last year which is this great lost george romero movie um they had that movie at the beginning of the pandemic called host that was really effective at what it was doing and then this year they've got watcher with mike uh mako monroe i think her first name is okay and um yeah she was in like it follows and the guest and it's kind of a rear window but it's really well done but the la llorona was one of them where it's just like they get this really good stuff that that plays you know reputable film festivals it gets really good reviews and then that you get some decent you know streaming entertainment for like five bucks a month i I love shutter so yeah Mm. definitely check out la llorona and cure i i saw for the first time about 18 months ago and i've been looking forward to that and eve's bayou probably more than any other title this year and yeah Kirst kind of scared the shit out of me like it's so like okay just because of the the style of it is so like hands off like mm-hmm. i i'm mm-hmm. teaching a, a horror film class next semester and i keep debating if, if i want to bring it in for when i'm teaching bazan because it's all in like these really long takes and like hidden in the background of the frame somewhere right where they'll be like mm-hmm. eating dinner at a table in a restaurant and somebody just like gets up and stabs someone in the background where you're like wait what? oh my god hmm. yeah it's it's very unsettling <laughs> where people will be acting normal for like five minutes and you get kind of bored and complacent and you forget you're watching a horror movie and then just someone <laughs> like randomly gets up and like you're like wait what the fuck just happened like it's it's so unsettling so yeah definitely you, check that out and by the way shutter i think also has a really good documentary about black horror um i don't know if you've seen that uh, yeah horror noir and they got queer for fear yeah. right now that they've got oh, yeah okay. and they had they did the i think they even had the one that was in the all the haunts are ours the folk horror doc. yeah yeah they did yeah. Which oh, wow. fantastic doc yeah um yeah i can't wait great movies uh, they really rocked october rocktober See what I did there. Okay. And I think it's Yorona because the double L in Spanish mm. has a yes sound. Okay. So I, good. I, well, but again, I, don't, don't 
hold me to that because I'm just a dumb, dumb redneck. But yeah, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it's Yorona. The, the, well, the Peggy Hill Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was I always, like my, I always my... do that to Nicole. I'll be like, I believe I it's pronounced cinco, which in your language means five. <laughs> which means five. Hey, I had a Venezuelan uh, Spanish teacher in high school, and. I I took like all four years of Spanish and I took it in college too, but she would say, Hola, classe, take out a sheet of papel. And so, so like, I, <laughs> here's this woman who's like a super thick Venezuelan accent and she was speaking Spanglish to us and I learned like nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I forget all my French anyway. Um, Eve Bayou is a good movie, so. Uh, uh-huh. I, I kind of wish they had the flash sale a little later because um, October was, I wanted to get um, La, La Rona, which, yeah, I'm mispronouncing, but I don't know which way and cure. Um, so anyway, <laughs> November, let's well, Uncle Bud, October. Uh, November, we have Daisies, which is um, yep. first out of the, well, not the first, it's, uh, this has happened before, but it was an eclipse. Um, I guess they did that with The Ascent, and I think one of the Bergman mm-hmm. films, or maybe a couple of the Bergman films. Uh, oh, no, actually all the Bergman films, because I did basically all Bergman. Um, so Daisy's Check, Check New Wave, a uh, lot of, very, very interesting movie. Um, I, I, I think a lot of it, but um, I, I know some people don't like it. Uh, In the Moon for Love is a 4K upgrade, so that that's, the, I'm gonna think about that one. Um, and then The Power mm-hmm. of the Dog, uh, Infernal Affairs trilogy, Wally, I, that yeah, Wally, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Malcolm X. Um, so wow, and I, I want to say, pretty much all of those are 4K, except for I think maybe Daisy, Daisies. Am I, I'm not I sure think about Infernal the... Affairs is Blu-ray only. Okay, but yeah, I yeah. think the other ones are. I've only seen the first Infernal Affairs, and uh, the p- people don't have seen the departed this is the um that was a remake of the first infernal yes. affairs um so i don't know all the movies are out <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot there um yeah I've, i i think i ordered all of them except i haven't seen daisies and i haven't seen most of the infernal affairs ones so i just i kind of blind bought those based on what people had told me about um but i'm excited for in the mood for love even though i'm a little less taken with that 4k restoration that they did and i think we may have talked about that where i'm, I'm very kind of skeptical on this revisionism where these folks are just changing their movies now and how they look and sound and all that and i i realized that some of the elements weren't there but i i think that may have been overstated to a certain extent um i i, I like that original lush color palette on that movie so i don't know if uh if it's gonna work but i'm gonna pick it up because in the mood for love is one of my favorites and yeah yeah it's gonna be beautiful yeah it's it's beautiful on the blu-ray but i can't i i imagine it would probably really pop and you know what after talking to sean i think i've kind of come around on the um or the directors tweaking their films afterward i mean he oh yeah he had a pretty good explanation for why he um tweaked takeout is they just didn't have the resources at the time oh Um, yeah yeah, i think i think i'm kind of like a case by case on that um you know, as long as they're not, I don't know. 
I, I think that especially if a filmmaker is dealing with like super limited resources and mm -hmm. they weren't able to fully bring their vision, um, you know, I feel more comfortable about that than, you know, uh, George Lucas popping in, yeah. you know, <laughs> some like Han and uh, Jabba scene yeah, or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Lucas is the the extreme. I, I think it, you know, on <laughs> yeah. one, one side you have or like, Sean, then Lucas, and I think uh Wai is somewhere in between. Right, right. And I mean, we're not talking about like putting walkie-talkies in the hands of, right. of you know, agents, you know, because whatever. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, any, anyways, but, what about this Wall-E? What do we think? It's a masterpiece. I love, it's one of my favorite yeah, animated movies ever. It's great. I, I how, do we, how do we feel about this uh partnership i'm cool with it i i like the partnership i i hope it results in other things my my worry with wally -E isn't the partnership it's more to do with the transfer i don't know what that movie is going to look like on 4k i know that hmm. disney for a number of years now has kind of put out these half-assed 4k ultra hd yeah. releases where they're basically they up converting mm -hmm. 2k transfers but as I was, a friend of mine was asking me about Wally -E the other day, and I was like, I don't even know how that movie was finished, right? Was it was 4K even in export format at the time? You know, yeah, and yeah, know. you could maybe, yeah, you'll scan mm -hmm. the original camera negative, yeah, but if the effects were rendered at, you know, 2K, what, you know, you'll get a little more detail, a little more grain, but it was kind of like when uh, they came out with a 4K disc of, what, what Soderbergh what movie was it? It was one of the ones he shot on a smartphone, and I'm like, what is that actually going to do? Like, what are you going to get out of that? Like, there's there's a ceiling on how much information is in those frames. So right. I'm really curious to see how that transfer stacks up against the old one. And also, I don't know what's on the old Blu-ray versus the new one. So I don't know if there's a lot of yeah, new I can't. I, I will say that we don't have, I don't think I have any 4K um disney releases other than a couple of the star wars but like i will say that man they have has a lot of their releases because they they keep putting out you know the diamond collection the platinum right, collection right, yeah. the sapphire collection, and it's all just part of the fucking vault you yeah. know where they're just you know jerking everybody on a chain you know so um it you know i think i have a blu-ray and it and that's how i saw it i didn't see it in the theater um so you know and it was fine mm -hmm. so i just but yeah i don't know what it'll look like and i know for a fact um because i have some friends that have the 4k of some other disney titles and yeah they're just they're phoning it in on those so i i am very curious i would think that maybe criterion has um not just with pixar but like maybe they're working with stanton mm -hmm. um on that i would hope um i'm sure they yeah it does say, yeah. Sure it does say 4k master approved by him so yeah 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 so maybe maybe this is not getting you know they're skirting the disneyfication and maybe process. maybe they re-rendered it i mean i don't, I don't I'm, yeah i i could because yeah just like um you know sean described his restoration you know it, it was blowing it up um and so you will lose some quality sure. but but you also gain some quality so it's uh, yeah film restoration is a little complex 
um, you know, it just dawned to me, uh, we're talking about, um, you know, people tweaking their films. Imagine this, Star Wars unlucasified on Criterion. Oh my God. <laughs> it would be- Criterion, Criterion could like, they could retire. They would make so much money. Like, like <laughs> Mulvaney could, could uh, retire. And Mulvaney, yeah, he could retire. That 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 real <laughs> human being person uh, could finally uh, enjoy his twilight years. Yeah, I um, mean, seriously, could you even imagine that? I mean, it would be it would be insane. You you would mm -hmm. you would hear a, a, a million voices cry out. It would be amazing. <laughs> It would be amazing. I, I I would love it, I, and I would love if they like gave it proper Criterion type supplements, and and not like these studio featurettes that I think that have been on I every would, other release. I would pay so much money to have those um, on the on the VHS. Was it Leonard Malton? Was it the yeah. Leonard Malton interviews? Man, let's get them. Get them on these extras. I love that. Show. All right, Criterion, get on it. Let's get some Star Wars in the house, not the new ones. Nope. The original theatrical with yes. the original titles, please. Thank you. Please. Yeah. More, more Criterion. More go, Star Wars. Go Criterion. Go well, Criterion. Not, not more. You. There's not any currently. Some, no. some original, Star Wars. Go. Uh, yeah, original, some original Star Wars go Criterion, thank you. And on that on that inside joke that <laughs> that is five years old, the first comment was, but they got to be good. So that I'm, I'm going to add that they got to yeah, be good. They can't but they got to be good. Can't do the shitty ones. And speaking of good, Malcolm X. Malcolm X is fantastic. Holy shit. 4K. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to watch that again. Power of the Dog, uh, also 4K. Um, mm -hmm. you, get, you get your Bronco Henry on. Is it Bronco Henry? Or... <laughs> yeah, it was Bronco Henry. <laughs> get 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 your Bronco Henry going, uh, uh, and then <laughs> and and and, pi and piss off Sam Elliott. Let's all piss off Sam Elliott and buy the power of the dog. <laughs> uh, and in, in Final Affairs, um, it, I'm really I'm excited about that one. Um, what's funny is that was a Miramax um, '90s movie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I I remember I got the I, I had the DVD. Um, and it was a, um, a like an Asian woman with a gun and wearing like a skimpy dress. All right. <laughs> there was no such character in the movie. It was so misleading. In fact, it's, it's a police drama. It's, have you seen the well, they, they marketed Exotica too. There's that great uh, yeah. That yeah. interview on the disc where they're like, yeah, they marketed it as like a sex like thriller like. Like a direct-to-video <laughs> sex thriller, and like I think I forget which actress is on the poster, and they were like, "There's not even in a shot that resembles anything close to that in the movie." <laughs> when uh, when Adam McGuinn was on, I I forget which which movie it was, but I, I we have a poster of one of his movies, um, and it is um it is just like a sexy poster which i had to take down because um it just felt inappropriate <laughs> even though the movie is very plain it's an art film so anyway okay well november uh it's uh, november's always good but i think this november is uh particularly yeah, amazing yeah it's great yeah. Um, and then December usually sucks, but um, and I There's shouldn't some say good sucks. Ones here. It, it doesn't usually suck, but it, it usually is thin, and it, it still is. But just by the number, you know, it usually is about four movies because they take, um, you know, uh, hopefully take their um, family time during the holidays. But yeah, good stuff. Um, so Michael Haneke, 
who I'm a big fan of, and I just happen to have not seen any of these three movies, so I couldn't be more excited about this. Um, cool. Um, have you, Drew? I, I, I am, if, if you can call it a fan, um, which means I watch one of his movies like once a year, and I'm like, okay, I did that, and that was an experience, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna think long and hard on that. And when I want that experience again, I will come back in another year. So I've been doing they're this like, for about 10 years now. And I think I got like, about I six watched of his that. Movies. Yeah. yeah. So, so all... I've, I've ordered this set, but it'll probably take me five years to get through it. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm but I've You're not like, seen that was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the piano teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, um, um, uh, and and funny games and the the white ribbon. Yeah, those they're not all like that. Some some of them his early films are a little milder, but um, but I, yeah, of the ones I've seen, obviously not these. And then we have three uh, by my settling. Uh, I'm who, so excited for this. I am too. Um, I, I don't know if, if you all have watched Woman Women Make Film the um. Uh, yeah. the mark cousins some some people really didn't like it i i loved it um, um especially because he wasn't narrating narrating it and it had um oh. <laughs> uh, and i don't mean that as a knock on him no right. i know i know um, but you had um uh tilda tilda narrating a lot of it and then um other other female narrators um but my zelling's films uh were featured very prominently and she's been in the collection for the um olympics the visions of eight yes. Um, yeah, believe. she's great. And, the, you know, the first time I saw her, well, I have to, well, the first time I saw her where I was like, oh, uh, I, she's great, was in this British film called Abandoned Ship. It's got uh, Tyrone Power. Mm. It's a great movie. And um, it's, I don't even think you can find it. It's, it probably is um, like, you're going to have to bootleg it. But great movie. But then I realized when I was, we were showing Ellie the original version of the, of the witches um, that she's the grandma in the witches. And I had seen that and I didn't, I didn't know it was her. So, and she's badass in that, in that uh, movie. So um, I love her and I cannot wait to get this set. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I, I, me too. And um, I, I forget the name of the individual, but a very kind listener, um, and I'm, I apologize for forgetting your name, um, had sent me um, a Swedish set of my my Zetterling. Um, so uh, oh, cool. with six films, and I haven't watched it yet. So obviously, uh, three of them I'm going to rebuy, but um, but I'll, I'll go watch the other three as well. Um, oh, that's nice. And I'll, I'll send him a message later and apologize for forgetting his name, but he's a very very nice. Uh, individual um and so yeah two box sets in december and then we have um a velvet underground which is yeah that, this was just weird I, it's a really good documentary uh really well well done interesting style um but i was surprised it was out of nowhere mm -hmm. yeah um, i love that cover too it's kind of freaking me out <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen it seen it drew yeah, I watched it uh, just a couple of months ago. I think my wife, what were we doing? We were just catching up, I think, on some um, Todd Haynes movies. So I hadn't seen that or Dark Water. So we did like a little twofer and yes. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It took me a little while to kind of get used to his his structure where it is kind of more unorthodox where you have talking heads, but then you have these like long 
split screen sequences where it's mm -hmm. just this barrage of different uh yeah different you know pieces of footage of concerts and stuff like that so it was kind of avant-garde in his approach to it um yeah i enjoyed it yeah same here i, I documentaries aren't usually rewatchable for me or a lot of them some you know i can last watch the last waltz well i do watch it mm -hmm. every year <laughs> every year <laughs> um I, yeah so i i don't know how soon i'll watch this but um but yeah i think it's a it's a well done i think that and the sparks brothers uh were the standout music documentaries the last couple of years so and then we, i was very happy about coolie high because i have never seen yeah. it but i've known it existed and wanted to see it for ages um so um yeah it's a pretty good december yeah i think so okay well i guess our what we <laughs> failed at doing a speed round is over i mean we had a lot to cover we so did. you we know did. yeah we yeah, did we... that all in about an hour that's not too bad that's oh, not bad good. yeah it's not bad at all okay all right, so uh, now it's our first time in a while getting into a new month of yeah. uh, of releases, and January was um, uh, interesting. So uh, yes, to say the least. Um, so we have the Adventures of Baron Munchausen by Terry Gilliam. Um, I will go on record that Carol Zeman's is better, but of course it is. Carol Zeman yeah. was a master. Um, and I, yeah, I don't love this one, but a lot of people do. A lot of people think it's like, his, I guess he had like a fantasy trilogy. Yeah. So it would be Brazil, Time Bandits and Munchausen. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. And Fisher um, King feels kind of like it might fit. Yeah. But I think just because of the, I don't know if these were back to back to back. Yeah, I think they were. I yeah. feel like they were um so i'm just gonna get right to it um so i i never i saw this movie as a kid and it was fine whatever it kind of freaked me out um and i will everything i'm about to say i'm going to preface with that i like a lot of gilliam's work mm -hmm. um and of course i love python and i think he is very talented um he's also an ass and he would probably be the first to admit that um but i don't know if he is fully if he's taken the time to be fully aware of how his actions have affected others and the reason i'm even bringing this up is because of you know sarah polly who starred in the film um had just recently it had been um in an article that she wrote about her treatment on the film which basically amounts to um dangerous conditions mm -hmm. and essentially no one including her parents like advocating for her and um gilliam kind of being clueless but i think that that's i think and even polly said that you know when she had emailed him and had this exchange with him that you know she had even like given him the benefit of the doubt and like it's not mm -hmm. your fault and all this parents, but like yeah. exactly and but then as she's kind of sat with it and kind of based on 
you know, hearing other observations from like the special effects guy and even like Eric Idle, mm -hmm. who comes out and was like, she's, co she's correct. She was in danger mm -hmm. multiple times. And so I think, um, I'm, I will say that the timing, <laughs> as I, as I said to several people, when this was announced, I was like, well, that's a choice because <laughs> I feel like the timing now granted this has probably been in the works for a very long time yeah. and i don't and I, and I don't want anyone to think including the lovely people at criterion that they shouldn't release this movie i mean if we're going to talk about you know you know shitty conduct and things that happened on sets well you know that would eliminate um a lot mm -hmm. and so um and we've got another filmmaker uh, this month that is not great. Um, so I don't want to say, Hey, don't release this, but I do, I am concerned, um, you know, how close it is to this thing coming out. And is it, are there, is there going to be any acknowledgement, um, of Polly's account and the people who have substantiated that? I mean, she, she like, you know, is like, you know, she had like trauma, on this set and like and then like physical uh you know was uh, injured yeah and you know and then she's like am i remembering it wrong i mean she starts to doubt mm -hmm. herself she's gaslighting like, herself yeah and, yeah and well because in that email exchange with terry i mean mm -hmm. i think he's gaslighting her you know he and might be so, gaslighting himself too and he may be gaslighting himself but again and this is the thing with gilliam is that you know, yes, he is a dreamer and he has like this childlike quality to him. I mean, he's a total fucking space cadet and mm -hmm. that's what makes his shit so weird and great and not so great. Um, but like, you know, he's been coasting on that or, or at least people are like, Oh, you know, he's, mm -hmm. you know, he's just a dreamer. He's just, you know, and I'm like, uh, he's a grown ass man. And, you know, his actions or inaction have consequences. And I don't think he's even done the work to be like, yeah, I fucked up on that. Yeah. And he's, he, he's kind of been seen as a tragic fig figure because yes. of the La Mancha, uh, the yes. Don Quixote stuff. But I think yes. ultimately he's just, I, I think a lot of sabotaging self-sabotage. I don't think he's the most yeah. organized person from what I hear. Right. And I want to say, I, I haven't watched the Exotica disc yet, but I know that Polly has a supplement. And I want to say that I heard, and Drew, you might've said this. I thought, I thought I heard that she addressed it on this specific. They, uh, they, they do. Yeah. No, I think if memory serves, um, cause I watched this interview back like a month ago when I was getting the disc and was kind of obsessed with it. I think she basically said after Baron Munchausen, she didn't want to act again. Yeah. And so for her to get into Exotica, like he had to basically ask, so what got you to do this movie? Because you wanted to step away from acting considering your experience on mm -hmm. the Baron Munchausen set. And yeah, and we need to link. Oh, I'm sorry, Drew. I thought you. No, were, it, go it ahead, was. It's basically she got yeah, cast we'll in Exotica because a happenstance. Because one of her, I think, a family member was like a was working casting yeah. or maybe trying out for it. So it was just pure luck. Right. But yeah, she was very ambivalent to do it. But yeah, a lot of their conversation is about that, and then there's some conversation about 
uh, the Weinsteins and Me Too. So it, it does seem like mm-hmm. one of those conversations that they're having on other releases that is about accountability and onset right. and backstage behavior. And yeah, I, I, this is just this is just one of those complicated cases where I I get that Criterion wants something that's director approved, but it's also mm-hmm. like sometimes you'd be putting out better releases if you weren't so concerned about placating the director on this one. I, and I think yeah. of like Heaven's Gate that way, where there was a great documentary about all the crap that went on behind the scenes of that. And it's like, you can't put that on the disc because Chimino's not going to want you to put it on. There. Right. And I'm going to tell you, the, here's the thing. I mean, at, at one point in the accounts, like Eric Idle was screaming at Gilliam to stop mm-hmm. because it was just, I mean, the, I think it all kind of culminated in that um, sequence in the water. And plus it was like freezing water. She was in it forever. And like, mm-hmm. Eric was like yelling at yeah. him to get her out of the water. And then there was that explosion that like exploded literally mm-hmm. at yeah. her yeah. head. In, in her, yeah. And so, you know, I, if, I mean, this very easily could have been a twilight zone situation and people could have died. And I mm-hmm. think, yeah. so I guess the way I feel about this is that no one, yeah, no one died on this set in, and was very fortunate. And even idol was like, it is, it's a miracle that no one was hurt. Um, so, but I, I don't think that that just because no one was, you know, killed or anything. Sure. Right. Um, I don't think that that, oh, uh, it all turned out in the end. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I still think we need to be discussing this and, you know, and I don't, it doesn't undermine Gilliam's genius or, you know, in, any of that. It's just like, yeah the, some shit went down and like to tell the full picture i mean and you would do it about any of i mean of you know any of these old releases where they're talking mm-hmm. about you know stereotypes that are in, in the performances yeah. and racism and and you know so such and such director was a tyrant well you know they they talk about because they're dead right right, right. <laughs> and i know that they're trying to keep a good relationship with gilliam i get that but i do i am a I will withhold judgment until this fully comes out, but I am a little concerned. Yeah, and one thing I I do respect about Criterion is that often they'll put something out and then they'll have a commentary on. Yes. Like I th- there was one on blackface. Um, uh, they, uh, sixteen candles actually. I, I thought a really powerful sub- supplement from uh, Molly Ringwald, talking yes. about, you know, explaining this film um, to her daughter. Um, right, and I'm really yep. glad. I'm really glad they put that out. You know, uh, I yep. I don't think it otherwise they would have or should have. And how horrific John Hughes. Was. Right, right, right. Like, uh, yeah, speaking of me, me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But and also he's dead. Um, right. But you know, reading the email, and yeah, we'll put the link to the article in the show notes. I do recommend people read it. It's it's Please. a first off, Sarah, Sarah Polly is a badass. Um, yeah. Um, I, I respect her immensely for uh, you know for writing that email to, to Gilliam and um, you know kind of confronting her um, her what's it was so well yeah it was, it was so great. well done and she gave him every like mm-hmm. she was just trying to come to terms and I will say that article the whole time you're reading it and you're going okay mm-hmm. and she the way she sets it up is like 
yeah, I was eight. Maybe right. I wasn't, you know, yeah, this scared me, but you know, maybe this was, you know, the vibe is this is making movies, you know, and I was safe because of, of course I was safe. There's no way it was all, you know, movie magic or whatever, you know, and then the bottom drops out like mm-hmm. three fourths of the way through that article yeah. where you realize that no, she was not safe. And yes, she wasn't having just the recollection of a child, like, no, mm-hmm. it was as bad as yeah. she thought it was. And that's, that was the realization that hit me. And I was like, oh my God. Especially when she runs into the special effects guy yes. later yeah. on. Yeah. And he's like, yes. yeah, no, like, yeah. And they are literally holding hands mm-hmm. watching that. And he is crying. Yeah, that's, that's tough. I mean, yeah. The only um, positive thing I'll, I'll say about Gilliam is um, I do respect that he allowed the emails to be uh, released. Yes, I agree with that. And my hope is that since this is, director approved um and he is aware of this um you know he maybe he was gaslit or maybe he it was selective memory you know it's been a long time the 80s were a long time ago um it is possible that in some of the supplements i hope he will address it so we'll yes we'll, we'll see there's, there's so that's a, why i'm yeah. that's why i'm reserving judgment and but i'm i'm very cautious about yeah. it let's just say that it's going to look amazing. It's going to be a, a, a good release. It's loaded with features. So um, yeah, I totally understand why. I'm, I'm really excited about the um, the video essay from Cairns about the uh, Baron Munchausen character because yeah. that's, um, you know, as I mentioned, the Zeman, I, we wanted to go to the Zeman Museum. Um, I, I just think it's a fantastic story. So I know that was a lot, Drew. <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's important to talk about it. Yeah, no, I, it, yeah. I had the same question as soon as I saw it was in announced yeah i've not seen it i don't i'm not very precious about terry gilliam's work i i i think the emperor sometimes has no clothes with him but uh he's made a couple yeah. of movies i i enjoy but yeah it's just yeah yeah i don't love this one um but i think it's kind of like an, an old lace thing like this is not my style of gilliam yeah. film that i like it, this is more in the jabberwocky um yeah t- time bandits you know which are which are fine yeah. but i like like and Brazil is pr- pretty, I, I don't like Brazil as much as other people, but I like Brazil and Fisher King. Um, you know, those are a little more mature fantasy. Um, I will say um, to very, before we move on, but to his credit, um, I saw him many years ago um, at Dragon Con here in Atlanta. Hmm. And uh, we don't do that, but we very mm-hmm. often, but he was coming and it was a big deal. And it was right around when the Imaginarium of Dr. Pernas- Pernas- what it, yeah, whatever yeah. the hell that it was, it was like in, I think Heath Ledger had just died mm-hmm. and they were in, um, they were recast, you know, casting all the different actors for the role. And, um, I saw him at two panels and the first panel was largely about the production and, you know, he was great, right? Just mm-hmm. really entertaining. The second panel, uh, so that one was pretty intimate and it was like all the film people were there. The second one was Python related mm-hmm. and it was him and Neil mm-hmm. Ennis who passed away a couple years ago and another person I can't remember but he cold open so the whole room's filled with all these like python nerds and he cold opens the panel with the one and only uh, episode pilot episode of the Orson Welles show with um with oh, yeah. Burt Reynolds and and everybody's 
pissed off because they're like, what the hell's going on? And I'm sitting there going, yes, this is amazing. And we sat there and watched like a huge chunk of this episode. People were getting up and leaving. He wasn't even out there. He wasn't even on the stage. (laughs) It's just that comes up on the screens and he's playing that. And then he comes out, you know, like 25 minutes later and he's like, so what you just saw is basically like what we wanted to do with Python. It was like the most fucked up, amazing thing ever. So I will say, you know, dude is a fucking space cadet and like, you know, I love him as a creative, but Mm -hmm. man, he's tough. Yeah. Holy grail life of Brian, you know, they wouldn't be here without him. Exactly. Uh, Although, you know, he did make Jabberwocky around that same time. So, uh, (laughs) right. You know, the other guys. uh, (laughs) um, So, yeah. And the thing is, his his work has largely, um, you know, the quality, I think he, you know, the consensus quality has kind of diminished over the last 20 20 years as well. Um, Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think we'll see another one of his movies in the collection, but you never know. Uh, so anyway, the next one is actually the well, the one I'm most excited about. Yeah, uh, John Stahl's Imitation of Life. Um, oh, it's so good! I'm thrilled this is here. Yeah, I love this movie. Um, so Drew, <laughs> he was thrilled. I, I have I have not seen this one. I've seen the Cirque one, and uh, okay. I love the Cirque one. And I have that two pack Blu-ray that was in print before this one, where you get both of them. So mm-hmm. I'd always just heard how great the the Cirque one was. So I never went back and watched the Stall one. So um, I'll have to go on my way. And it's really check good. It out. Yeah, yeah. I love the Cirque one too, and it's I mean, definitely yeah. the one that's um, you know uh, best known. This one. Oh God, it's so good. Louise mm-hmm. Beavers is amazing. I love Freddie Washington. She's so, 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 mm-hmm. so good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this one. And classic Hollywood um does not have a great track record with race, as we've acknowledged. Yeah. Um, and I won't say this is the perfect depiction of um of black America. Sure. I'm but it's a little better than most ti- for the time. Yeah, yeah, and for the time, I I mean. I think it's pretty groundbreaking mm-hmm. for the time. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, she was not going to get cast as a lead actress. She was a housekeeper, but, um, but yeah, good performance. Um, and, and, and again, kind of the same comments about um, criterion addressing these topics. It looks like, um, you know, this feature, this Miriam Petty. Yeah, Miriam Petty, yeah. Uh, about you know i think she's probably going to address that uh she, she wrote uh stealing the show african-american performers and audiences in 30s hollywood which i haven't read but i've seen step and fetch it <laughs> so you know I, there's mm-hmm. there's some problems there um yeah. and then of course our buddy imogen is um also doing a um an interview about um john Stahl, mm-hmm. and of course we um everything imogen does is um, fantastic and I'm really glad she's getting out of the noir she's not typecast as a uh, noir yeah. noir ca- contributor um, by the way she is teaching a French class um, I'll put a link to the show notes I don't know if you can still sign up but she um, but it looks like a, a fun class uh, on French cinema oh cool um, so yeah anything else Jill no that's it I mean I just I love that John Stahl is I think he's a he's a great director um i would say under 
uh, underappreciated and um, yeah, it's gonna be great. He did the original Magnificent Obsession too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, That's right. right. Yeah. So um, he also did Parnell, which is trash, but, um, but no, it's, um, this is, it's just a beautiful film. And oh, and and John Stahl actually no, John Stahl is in the collection. I'm an idiot because he did leave her to heaven. heaven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot and that was him. Yeah. So yeah, I just totally blanked on that. So yeah, great. I'm excited. Yeah, two good ones, Emma, but they couldn't be too too much different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so here here we go. Um, speaking of shitty individuals, uh, but talented, <laughs> we have Lars von Trier's Europe trilogy and. Von Trier is a, um, he, he's a, a challenging one. I, I did appreciate that we got to talk about um, him a little bit with Sean last week about the idiots, which I haven't seen. And I actually, I, afterward, I looked that up. I thought that there was controversy about uh, the dis- disabled community and maybe there is some, but it seems mm-hmm. like there's more controversy about like some, some sex or sexual content. Um, you know, imagine that <laughs> a large yeah. Von Trier fan film. Um, I, I like a lot of his work, um, but there is like an expiration date. Um, I think pretty much after like early 2000s, I kind of have not been a fan. Um, actually, I like Antichrist, which is weird. Um, I think it's the last film of his I liked, but I haven't seen these, so, um, I'm, but I've heard great things. So what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do a raspberry on the show? I did. I did. That's that's a first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just leaving it at that. Do you want to do a fart sound, Drew? Um. You know, I I, I don't have much to say about Lars von Trier. I'm trying to think of how many of his movies I've actually seen. He's kind of like Haneke, where like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I've, I think I've seen one or two. And I think one of them was the five obstructions and it was like, okay, I got to do this slowly and deliberately because I can't just sit here and, and binge them all. So like I've got Breaking the Waves and Antichrist at home, but I don't think I've actually popped them in yet. So I was I was interested in the set the same way I was interested in the Haneke one. It'll I'll pick it up and it'll probably take me 10 years to get through them if I, if I do. And yeah, I'll at least be able well, to say that I tried. <laughs> <laughs> he was mean to Bjork in that. I that know. Right there. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I yeah, he was can't mean. forgive that. Um, and I haven't seen that one, which I hear is amazing. It's good. It's great. I mean, I, I I'm a huge Bjork fan. I mm-hmm. like. That was like my shit, man. In uh in high school, and I saw it, and it was like so. It was, you know, oh my god. And then, um, yeah. No, it's a tough one though, Drew. Yeah, just warning you. Um, oh yeah, I, the it's, treatment of Bjork, notwithstanding. Um, yeah, and he doesn't make light films. Um, no, it is so. Oh my God! And then when you find out what she went through on that set, it makes it mm-hmm. impossible. Yeah, um, and then Dogville is, you know, like Brechtian um, by definition, but so horrific. Um, so yeah, it's uh, his his films are, are difficult. I will not lie. Um, Andy I Price, will say he's troubled, possibly. He's, he, he might be. Uh, Just mo- a tad bit troubled. I'd say probably um, uh, the most troubled of this month, which is. Um, yeah, which is something. saying something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I do like his early work, especially um, 
and um, and so yeah, I'll give it a try. And Antichrist actually, even though it's a difficult film, I think it's very um, innovative and unique uh, the way he shot it. So I, I think mm -hmm. visually it's a very interesting movie. And Breaking the Waves, I think, is a masterpiece, honestly. But it's not easy, yeah. <laughs> although it is beautiful um, at times and not at other times. That's all <laughs> I'll say. So okay, this is. Uh, one, one interesting thing that uh, was brought up in the group is um, epidemic, which uh, when I first read it, I thought verbdemic, and that, that would have been interesting, but it doesn't have a spine number. Um, so mm. I'm not really as invested in spine numbers. I, you know, some people sort their collections that yeah. way, but this one would just be three different spine numbers anyway. And the, you know, the box set is a spine number. So um, not a big deal because the others are upgrades. Oh, I didn't yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I know that a lot of our listeners organize by spine, but that doesn't bother me. Um, you know, if they saw my library though, they'd probably, <laughs> they'd probably I, I could never find anything by spine. Yeah. If I even thought about it, I'd just be like, yeah, I got no clue where that one is. Yeah. I mean, my family already wants to murder That's, me because yeah. of my weird organization. So like, yeah and half the time i can't even find anything because when i did it i was like this makes sense and then three weeks later i'm like this is not a functional library <laughs> uh, i'm cracking myself up for a joke i haven't even told yet but i'm gonna uncle bug my library by spine number <laughs> <laughs> you're like look up at the ceiling look at this it's number 454. <laughs> <laughs> i've got to see if i can find pictures of uncle bud so i can send y'all we can like post in the show notes it was just so trashy anyway yeah I'm, I'm, i want to go to uncle bud's now um, i know but i rip I, I i shelve by uh, um, film title and so i don't have to look up a spine number if i want to find something it's it's just right there so there are a couple others and um these are mostly newer films uh, so i haven't seen either but there's uh, boy, I'm going to butcher this this name. Um, well, the film is, this is not a burial, it's a resurrection. The director is Lemohang Jeremiah Moses. There's an E at the end. Um, it's Moses with an E at the end. Okay. Um, um, so he's from... Sounds good to me. It's, it's a um, Lesotho, South African, and Italian production. So um, All right. that's interesting. Um, and uh, it... Yeah, it looks like a, a they, they call it a, him a visionary. And um, yeah, it looks like an interesting movie. Um, but I, I remember really seeing it on a couple best of lists a couple of years ago. But yeah, oh. I've, I've not seen this or Bergman's Island, which or Bergman Island, not Bergman's Island. <laughs> that, would be <laughs> that would be like an amazing reality series. <laughs> Bergman's Drew, Island. This whole time, I thought the movie was Bergman's Island. I just realized it's not. So, be like Big Brother. Uh, um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan uh, Jonathan um, Globinger has been to Bergman Bergman's Island, and so um, yeah, we'll have to ask oh, him wow. how a reality show would work. Um, like, <laughs> what's what was the what was the little guy in the white suit's name on Fantasy Island? What was that guy's name? Oh, that's uh, tattoo. Chase. Yeah, yeah, well, but, it's Hervey Villachez, yeah. but it was tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. tattoo. Okay, I was, I was like, yeah, you need like, a, you know, instead of the plane, the plane, the chess set, this chess set. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the chess set. God. <laughs> what is chess set in, in Swedish? I don't know. I'll ask my, my Swedish out. friend. Uh, so, <laughs> 
It looks, looks like a great film. And I, I do like what, that they do occasionally release uh, some acclaimed new films that might not mm. get attention otherwise. I've been very slack in watching new films, especially during the pandemic. Um, yeah. It's just because I'm not going to the theaters as much. But um, and then, yeah, Bergman Island, what's weird about this is there's already a movie in the collection called Bergman Island. And Wait, what? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's about Wait, how many Bergman Islands are there? Apparently two. <laughs> and one is about the actual um, island um, in uh, Faro. Island. OK. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, I want to say that it came out as a DVD um, as a, it's a documentary. So I think. I could be mistaken. I think it's on the big box set. It's it's I'm a Bergman it archipelago right is what it is. There's there's an entire archipelago you just, of islands. You just you just you just pulled that word out. Of I know I like that word. Pocket. Right, it's great. That's a I great love it. Word. Right? Yeah, the, 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 um, 2006 Bergman Island. I'm not gonna. Tr- yeah, it was a DVD. Marie. Marie you can buy it for fifteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna try. 2006. Spine number is 477. So yes, we have two Bergman Islands um, and one of them is going to get voted off the island. But um, they're going to the home of Ingmar Bergman. Yes, yes. In Bergman. So this is so confusing. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Bergman's um, Island. I, I, I've heard um, Mia Hansen love. I've heard very, very good things of her about her as a director. I want to say I saw, was it Things Would Come? Um, I really like Vicky Creeps, Creeps. Um, she was great in Phantom Thread. In fact, oh, I, think, I love her. And I love Tim Roth. My God. Yeah, Tim Roth is uh, a trip. I wonder what he's like in person. He could be like super intense or he could be. I think he's probably awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, yeah, sometimes you don't want to meet your heroes, but. That's true. I think you're probably right. Um, I'm thinking four, ro- four rooms, Tim Roth, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's. Yeah, he, he was, that's he the was, one I want to meet. He was great in that. Uh, maybe not Pulp Fiction to Tim Roth. No. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to Bergman Island. Um, I, I, that has also been on top lists and um, was very uh, highly acclaimed. Um, and some, you know, there's a uh, interview with Cre- Creeps. Creeps. How, how do you pronounce? I think her name? it's Creeps. Yeah, I think it's. Vicky I, I've always said Creeps. Yeah. Okay. It just weird. You know, if, if it's not. Yeah. You know, no. It's yeah. Connotes something else. Um, uh, another director in the <laughs> sorry and there's a short film Bergman's Ghost um, made during the filming so um, um, and it's made by actor Gabe Klinger so I'm guessing that's um, one of the one of the lead actors maybe hmm. or yeah I don't know um, but um, but that's interesting and the other film uh, had um, some short films from that director as well um, uh, Moses that that director so i always like when they um they include the short films from yeah no they're yeah. always fun to see that, that evolution yeah so, hey that's it we we are done man we went through like 72 movies it's incredible oh and how long i don't i don't know what the final running time is going to be but um we did it we're caught up we're officially we're under two hours yeah yeah it's like 90 minutes yeah and and, That's not bad. and Drew, it's you know we three people you know three people tends to take longer so yeah. right all right well yeah. how how do we yeah. how do we end the show <laughs> where where can we find you online is that fine yeah no, yeah sure why not oh hey Drew do you want to talk about your Eternal Sunshine thing or are you allowed oh to- yeah 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 if you guys want to talk about that we can so yeah over um, the summer break 
uh, I got my wife Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind on that Kino Lorber 4K, and I had not watched it in a while. And uh, uh, I, it's a movie I have a complicated relationship with, evidently, um, because, uh, yeah, we saw it when we were first dating, and I really liked it, but I didn't go back to it a whole lot, right? And uh, it was this movie when I remember first seeing it, and when I showed it to my students the first time and assigned it, they had a very optimistic reaction to the ending of the movie, which is what I mm. saw it as the first time I saw it as well, where I was like, oh, they reunite. Everything's going to be great. Um, and then when I rewatched it, when I was teaching it, and this is maybe about eight years ago, and, uh, you know, I'm like watching. I was like, yeah, this this isn't going to go well. <laughs> like You get to the end <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they, they're going to keep, you know, and you get this, this, this final shot where they're running down the beach and it keeps cutting mm. and getting lighter and lighter. And it's like, yeah, no, it's. He's telling us in that last shot that they keep doing this and they keep erasing each other and then deciding to get back together. And because they don't have any memory of what they've done or what they've been through, they can never learn and grow and become, you know, partners who can kind of see each other for who they are rather than what they want them to be. And I was mm-hmm. like terrified. I was like, this is this is a much darker movie than I, <laughs> I remembered. Um, yes, and so like I got into this long discussion with my students about why they saw it one way and why I saw it another. And yeah, it was a fun, I, I did this fun little video piece on it because watching it again with my wife close to her wedding anniversary, you know, I have a different kind of experience on it, a different read. And so much of it is just this kind of Rorschach test where you kind of, you know, look at that movie based on wherever you are in your relationship at a moment in time and i think that's kind of the genius of it so yeah so i've got a new piece that uh, uh is out for peer review although it's available to the public for now on uh, on my vimeo cool so yeah you can are we allowed to put the link you, you, you can post it yeah you can post it okay yeah okay. we'll we'll add it yeah i um i'm i'm it's weird i just realized you can spoil that film um and but people that haven't seen it would have no idea <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such a high concept. I, I remember, first off, Charlie Kaufman is a brilliant writer. Um, I don't know if he's a good person. I think he's a kind of a tortured person. I get that impression. I'm, I could be wrong, uh, but very, very creative. Um, uh, but I remember uh, this being one of the, you know, the script was bandied about before it was made as like one of the best scripts to come out of Hollywood. Um, same with adaptation. That was a, a really good mm-hmm. one too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I remember reading this script before, um, you know, before it was even greenlit, because um, I just was told it was a great script, and it really is. And and I I thought that the movie could not live up to how good the script was, you know, because sure. I couldn't picture those people in those roles. But um, but yeah, I ended up loving it, and it's um, it's among my favorites. And I and I agree with your your take, Drew. I did not see this as a positive uh, outcome, mm-hmm. so. It's depressing as shit. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It really is. <laughs> but, but it's a very Yay! fun movie. <laughs> it's the funniest, Yay, most fun, <laughs> depressing as shit movie you'll ever get. I guess. I, I guess mean, I'll tell you. It may, It's not quite ahead, as depressing as Jatem Jatem. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not quite it makes as me wish that we games. got more real actor Jim Carrey. You, yeah. I, I agree with that you know i i, I think uh, there's and and same with adam sandler too um i, I saw a list of uh his you know some some buzzfeed kind of list i don't know if it was buzzfeed the 
best Adam Sandler movies. And I just, and it was like 30 and I realized how many terrible movies he's made. Yeah. And then the good ones are, um, you know, Uncut Gems. Um, Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Um, the Meyerowitz, Meyerowitz stories. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Jill, where can we put, we find you? Well, you know, uh, here, there, and everywhere. You can uh, follow me over <laughs> on Twitter. I'm at Biscuit Kitten. And then again, just kind of keep an eye out for those Canopy Film Club pieces. Um, I'll post them in our group and mm-hmm. um, I'll be linking to them on Twitter and uh, you'll see them on Letterboxd. And um, then here on the show on Criterion Now. Yeah, and, um, and yeah, I look forward to more, more of those Canopy pieces. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll put the this one in the show notes, so feel free to look at it. And yeah, I, I, I highly, if, if there's one thing I'm proud of about this whole creative thing, it's that Facebook group, because Facebook is yeah. pretty nasty place, and we're actually yeah. almost to an election, and it, Facebook is actually enjoyable because that's my safe <laughs> haven. So if, yeah. if you want to... Um, join our facebook group uh also i'm selling some stuff because um, i'm not i realize i'm not a collector and um that's it (laughs) (laughs) like so many heads just exploded when you said that when i said i'm not a collector not a collector well it's a weird thing to say um um, for somebody that has all the criterions but um but I, I just was watching movies uh, during, you know, as a lot of people know, I was on disability for a while and I was watching a lot of box sets and I was realizing that I'm never going to watch these movies again. And why should yeah. I, why should I keep them? So, um, so actually I, I think people know I lost my job, but that's not why I'm selling them. I, I they've been in a box for a year. Um, although now I'm kind of selling them to buy new ones. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> so I can justify that. And I, yeah. And I, I bought some imprints and some, some I, I bought the Universal Noir. That, I think that comes out um, soon, right? Yep. Which I, I have an essay in that. Oh, and right. uh, sorry about the dogs. And uh, I've got an essay on that on uh, larceny. And uh, yeah, it should be coming out soon-ish. Yeah, next I forgot week. that one's coming out this month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, it's okay. And, um, and also, I, I'll parting words um jill and i have been cooking some stuff up so um stay tuned you'll um you'll be probably this fall uh maybe winter you'll be hearing some interesting stuff that we um have have going when you said the stay tuned it reminded me of the papa john's interview where he talks about (laughs) having i ate 152 pizzas it was 40 (laughs) he said i ate 40 pizzas in 30 days and then like he gave this like very threatening stay tuned (laughs) so and he's sweating profusely that's what aaron and i have cooked up is we're gonna be eating 40 pizzas in 30 days yeah the supersize me um pizza edition it's a pizza edition anyways yeah the stay tuned stay tuned stay tuned it's cool stuff it's it's yeah it's gonna be awesome and um i joke because that's how i deal with crippling anxiety but um yeah drew tell us where you're at i am over on twitter at the the (laughs) cinema doctor nothing nothing else really to to share on that front it's it's unlocked again i was gonna say (laughs) say, between the taste swift fans and 
the the, the anti-mask oh, right. people. Right. Yeah. yeah no, you've, it's, you've, it's, the, the gates are open one, again. Two, it was a one-two punch. So, so you are. <laughs> You're open for business now, right? I, I am open for business again. Yes. Yeah. I was like, okay. I DM Drew and I said, dude, lock your shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's another story, listeners. Uh, Drew, Drew has had quite a summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all right. <laughs> um, but I'll, ask him about it. Ask him about it. You know, <laughs> Drew will tell you all about it. It was yeah, great. <laughs> Drew was canceled by uh, different groups. <laughs> so, Diametrically yeah. opposed political groups. <laughs> yes. He was canceled yes this woke nonsense must stop you're, you're woke and anti-woke at the same time so yes calling out carbon footprints and making people wear masks that's how it that's is right. Yeah. that's right that's right like it was you pissed off everyone it's such an accomplishment it was really we, we were eating our popcorn true this summer yeah i was like shit i was even telling thomas i was like man drew's in trouble i know in fact i, I think i when i first saw the the one thing um and we'll tell listeners uh, a conservative news outlet um uh found your syllabus and um and a draft of my so that's the funniest your, part it was a draft yeah. of a syllabus that wasn't even finalized based on a last draft year's that was in mm. line with the school's policy exactly as yeah. of last which year had, before they changed. updated the policies yes it was it was so right. like yeah it was it's just asinine but yeah and the crazy thing is you told them you, you set them straight but they still published it anyway so they, they um, just they just kept going they just they just did it and it was just a fascinating exercise and i'm glad mm. that nothing bad came of it but it was highly entertaining oh, it yeah. was but it was also very i, I was worried for you because yes no was, i was too it was yeah. it was good that so, what well, i'm not gonna say it was good that the queen died but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took drew out of the news cycle <laughs> listen the queen died drew so that you could live that is what seriously she was like shit drew's in trouble i gotta i gotta shuffle off now my my mission is complete i have served the people you, you know, you've made, a, you've made a fair point here and i'm going to adopt a corgi for my next dog i think i would that, that's how i will try to salute the memory of queen the queen passing away yeah, I think uh, arsenic and old lace too. I think. Is, is <laughs> oh this. my god! Oh my god! Uh, all right. Well, it's great. Great talking to you. Uh, Good to see great, you guys. Great being back. And, uh, <laughs> nice to have you guys. Back. Hopefully, Thank the you listeners for, had as, oh. as much fun as we did. <laughs> have a great day, you guys. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Talk to you later. Peter, I'm gonna just gotta pay. You got to go. Let 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 it out. You know.